Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. This is Jonathan McClintock, your host, and you have tuned in to episode number 19. This is a Lesson Companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of the Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Summer 2020 Living Word Student Workbook or Lesson Manual and turn to Lesson number 13, intended for August 30th, 2020, the lesson entitled God is Faithful. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, before we look at the Word of God together, if you want to go ahead and turn there with me, we're actually going to be in three different locations, but all in the book of 2 Chronicles. If you want to go ahead and turn there, we'll read that in just a little bit. But I wanted to share a short story with you. Minnie Weems Parker was in her 40s when she heard about the Holy Ghost. She desperately wanted to receive this gift from God, and it was during the Great Depression, and she was working long hours on the family dairy farm as well as battling a serious snuff habit. God delivered her from snuff and many other bad habits, even before filling her with the Holy Ghost two years later. The railroad track ran in front of her house, and she fed many hobos with a warm meal and the gospel message. Her front porch was known as a preaching spot for traveling ministers and Many people received the Holy Ghost on or near her porch. And as a result, she became known for miles around as Sister Parker. One particular night, men from other churches came to burn down her house. And as they stood there with flaming torches, many came out and began to pray. A white dove landed on the roof of the porch, and one by one the men left. One night a man knocked on her door needing prayer for his dying baby. Minnie was sick in bed with a gallbladder attack, and her husband told the man there was no way she'd be able to travel in her condition. Yet she got up and rode the man's mule out to his house and prayed. The baby was healed, and so was she. And from that moment forward, she never had another gallbladder attack. Minnie faithfully served the gospel and was a light to her community until she died in her early 90s. Just goes to prove that God is faithful. And our focus thought for this lesson today is God is faithful to those who turn to him in humility and prayer. Why don't you turn to Second Chronicles chapters 7, 12, and 13, and let's look into the Word of God together. All right, let me read a few passages here. Let's start with our focus verse first, Second Chronicles chapter 7, And verse number 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Let's turn down to 2 Chronicles chapter 12. I'm going to read verses 5 through 7. We've got two different stories we're going to read here. Kind of tie all these together today. 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. Then came Shemaiah, the prophet to Rehoboam, and to the princes of Judah that were gathered together to Jerusalem because of Shishak, and said unto them, Thus saith the Lord, 
ye have forsaken me, and therefore have I also left you in the hand of Shishak. Whereupon the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves, and they said, The Lord is righteous. And when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, saying, They have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Let's look at another story, Second Chronicles chapter 13. We're going to read verses 10 through 16. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the priests, which minister unto the Lord, and the sons of Aaron and the Levites, wait upon their business. And they burn unto the Lord every morning, and every evening burnt sacrifices and sweet incense. The showbread also set they in order upon the pure table, the candlestick of gold with the lamps thereof, to burn every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord our God, but ye have forsaken him. And behold, God himself is with us for our captain and his priests with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you, O children of Israel. Fight ye not against the Lord God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. Verse 13. But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come about behind them. So they were before Judah, and the ambushment was behind them. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And verse 16, And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. I want to approach this a little bit differently than we have the previous podcast episodes. Normally we look at these um, passages and these verses, and we ask three different questions, three different answers. We kind of probe through this, but with the title of this lesson being God is Faithful, I felt the best way to illustrate this and to look at these verses and see how we can apply them is really, I'm going to ask three different questions. They're pretty much, they're similar questions, but they're all going to have the same answer, which is going to prove God's faithful and true to his word and his promises. This question is going to have pretty much the same answer. When we look at 2 Chronicles chapter 12, and we see Shemaiah the prophet and the princes of Judah that were gathered together, and Shishak, this king of Egypt, had come, and he had, he had come upon them. And the Bible tells us that God left them in the hands of Shishak. And it's interesting because he says, you've forsaken me, so I've left you. You've forsaken me, so I've left you in the hand of Shishak. You've, you've walked away from me. You've turned your back on me, so I'm going to turn my back on you, which is a very scary place to be in. But verse 6 tells us the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves, and they said, The Lord is righteous. And when the Lord saw they humbled themselves, the Lord said he was going to deliver them. So the question I have is how do we receive deliverance? And we receive deliverance, as we see in this passage, through humility, through humility, and through worship. They humbled themselves, and they said, the Lord is righteous. They humbled themselves, they bowed themselves low, and, and they, they realized God was in control, and God was the one worthy of praise. So they used humility and worship, and God said, I'm going to grant them deliverance. So if you need deliverance in your life, 
The answer and the key to deliverance is humility and it's worship. God will grant you deliverance if you will humble yourself and you will turn to him in worship. And in the midst of your situation, if you'll just declare the Lord is righteous, God is on the throne and God is in control. So how do we receive deliverance, humility, and through worship? If we look at the other passage, Second Chronicles chapter 13, we see it starts off here where it's interesting when you compare these two passages, one we just read in Second Chronicles 12, the Lord said, you've forsaken me, so I've left you in the hand of Shishak. But the very beginning of this passage in verse number 10, but as for us, the Lord our God, we've not forsaken him. And they go on to say that uh, the priests and the sons of Aaron, the Levites, we've, we've done our business. Every morning we offer sacrifice. Every evening we offer burnt sacrifice and incense. We've, we've kept the charge of the Lord our God. And they then condemn the people. You're the ones that have forsaken him. But it goes on to, to show how God stepped in and God took care of Judah because they were faithful to him. So how do we receive victory is the second question I want to ask. And it's going to have a similar answer to the other question. How do we receive victory? We receive it through humility and faithfulness. These people, the Judah, humbled themselves and remained faithful to God. And God came through. So I'm not sure what you're facing right now and the difficulty you're facing and the victory that you are needing. And you don't know how it's going to come and you feel surrounded just like Judah did. If you'll just humble yourself and you'll be faithful, God will honor that faithfulness. Finally, let's look at our last passage. It's our focus verse, 2 Chronicles 7.14. You can probably quote it with me. You probably even need the, need the Bible to, to quote it along with me. So if you do, why don't you quote it with me? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. How do we receive forgiveness and healing in our land? God is faithful. And the same answer applies here as it did for how do we get deliverance? How do we find victory? But if you're needing forgiveness and you want healing in the land, it's through humility and it's through repentance. God is faithful. And God responds to humility. God responds to repentance. God responds to humble worship. God responds to humble faithfulness. God brings victory. God brings deliverance. And God can bring forgiveness and healing to our land. So how can we apply these very simply today? You, you probably know where I'm going with all this. Three things I want you to focus on. I challenge you to focus on this week. Humility and praise. Humility and worship for the first part. You wake up every morning. Find yourself a time. Humble yourself before God and offer worship, praise, and thanksgiving. Secondly, humility and faithfulness. 
How can you show faithfulness to God today, this week? How can you be faithful to Him? How can you walk in humility and remain faithful to God? Just as the priest said, every morning we offer sacrifice, every evening we offer sacrifice, we're doing what God's asked us to do. Maybe we could apply that to our lives this week and every morning and every evening for humility and faithfulness. And finally, our world is in desperate need. I don't know if you're as burdened about it as I am. I I can imagine you probably are. Looking around and seeing our world in utter turmoil. People living in anger. People living in fear. People living in torment. People feeling less than human beings. Our world is in dire straits. Our world is broken. Our world is filled with hurt and pain. And there seems to be no answer. Arguing on social media does nothing but cause both sides to dig their heels even further. Calling each other names and calling each other out and being angry and being hostile and it, it, it seems like things are just falling apart and they are They're falling apart at the seams. And the only way we're going to see hope and an answer is if enough of us find ourselves on our knees, humility and repentance. Change has to start with each one of us. We can't find change in our world if we're constantly wanting the other person to change. We have to first find change in ourselves. The Holy Ghost has to change us. God's Spirit has to change us. The power of the Holy Ghost has to transform us. Only then can other change come. So if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, will heal their land. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today with heavy hearts. We come to you today, God, with broken hearts because we see the turmoil around us, all of the hurt and all the broken hearts. And Lord, we have no answer in and of ourselves. We have no way to make things better. We try, but in our human frailty, we so easily anger, we so easily become defensive, we so easily look at the one outside of us as the real problem instead of realizing the role that we have. And I know that is not your plan and it's not your way, 
And so, God, we humbly fall before you. We find our hope and our strength in you. In humility today, we fall before you. We repent of all of our sins. We ask you, God, to forgive us of the hurt we've caused to others. We ask you to forgive us of the sins of our ancestors, the sins of those that have gone before us. And we ask you, God, to bring us all together as one body of Christ, that we can see your power, your name revealed in this land, that we can see your glory revealed and see revival come and sweep our world, raising up people, delivering people, setting people free from the bonds and chains of sin. Deliver, I pray. You're faithful. We trust you. And we look to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.